Welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. I am your host, Daniel Gundlach, and I am thrilled to share with you the opera and classical singers about whom I am most passionate. I hope that when you hear these voices, you might echo me in saying, God, I love her, or God, I love him. Now, Without any further ado, I bring you this week's episode. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Counter Melody. As usual these days, we have recently departed singers that we want to commemorate. The first is the wonderful pop singer India Adams, who died at the age of 93 on April 25th. She's probably best known for her invisible appearance as the voice of Joan Crawford in the 1953 camp classic Torch Song. Here she is singing the song appropriately titled You Won't Forget Me. You Torch Song, of course, features the notorious blackface number of Joan Crawford performing the song Two-Faced Woman, where Joan Crawford sports a shocking red wig 
and distinctly darker skin than was her natural tone. It's an appalling sight, but we can't hold India Adams responsible for that. In fact, here's an interesting note. She also provides the voice for Sid Charisse in the movie version of The Bandwagon, and she first recorded the Two-Faced Woman number for a scene that was cut from that film. So there's footage that exists of Sid Charisse lip-syncing to the exact same vocal that Joan Crawford does in Torch Song. Very interesting, and very interesting to compare as well. I can't help being a two-faced woman. A little bit of boldness, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of coldness, a little bit of heatness. Don't fall in love with a two-faced woman. I'm giving you a warning, I'll leave you in the morning. Got another lover undercover. I'm like a weather vane that goes with the breeze. My disposition makes me do as I please. That's why they call me a two-faced woman. exploring African-American themes on this episode and an African-American singer. But before we get to that, I do also want to pay tribute to the Greek soprano Jeanette Pilou, who died on the 28th of April at the age of 83. She was a very interesting singer, and she had a more significant career than her lack of studio recordings might indicate. Her only studio recording is the 1975 Régine Crespin recording of Carmen, in which she sings the role of Michaela, which was one of her, as the Germans would say, Paraderollen. Her repertoire extended from Zerlina and Nanetta to Chochosan and Thais. She was particularly celebrated for her portrayals in the French repertoire. She sang the world over, from the Met to Covent Garden, all through Germany, Vienna, Chicago, San Francisco, all the big houses, and was extremely beloved by a very large section of the opera-going public. And she was named by the French government Chevalier of the Ordre des Arts et des Lettres. I listened to quite a bit of her the past few days, and I discovered that the voice was admirable in many respects, and in other respects there were always a few problems. She had great flexibility, and that was really admirable. She always had a little bit of a short top. Sometimes it really worked well for her, and sometimes it was a little problematic, even earlier on. This performance that I'm going to play for you right now is from the Wiener Staatsoper in November 1971. She's singing the title role of Massenis Manon. It's an excerpt from The Beguiling and also says, 
sexy Saint-Sulpice scene with the Spanish tenor Giacomo or Jaime Aragal singing De Grieux. Serge Bordeaux is the conductor.
I think it's clear that Jeanette Pilou had a particular way with shaping a musical line so that one felt that one had never heard it quite that way before. It's what makes her a really special and remarkable artist, and I really recommend that you all spend some time looking into her work as well. It's readily accessible on YouTube. There's a lot of really wonderful stuff there, and I think you'll be delighted with the discovery if you don't know her already. Now, let's pursue today's main topic, shall we? What do I have for you? Ooh, let's just start right in with the magnificent Florence Cuivar. That, of course, was the perennial favorite, Give Me Jesus, 
an African-American spiritual arranged by Hall Johnson. Now, who am I to come before you and present myself as if I were some sort of expert on this repertoire? I'm not, but I can tell you that I have loved this repertoire all of my life, and I have listened to these songs with great pleasure and fervor over the many years that I have been on this earth. I think that this recording represents a benchmark in the performance of this repertoire. Most of the selections I'm playing for you today are from a 1990 release called Ride on King Jesus, in which Florence Quivar is accompanied in certain numbers by the Harlem Boys Choir, and in others, the majority in fact, by Larry Woodard Piano. Far be it for me to quote from an Amazon review. I wouldn't normally do something like that, but I did find this wonderful review of this recording, and I'm just going to share a little bit of that with you. Florence Quivar's recording is the landmark of all recordings of the Negro spiritual to be heard in our generation. This is absolutely the Desert Island CD presentation of songs of trial, hope, and triumph of enslaved African ancestors passed down through the generations of slavery as the cornerstones of African American identity today. No performance in our generation has so magnificently captured and communicated this enduring legacy of spiritual hope and the journey to freedom. It is with great personal pride that I write this review for Florence Quivar, whom I have met several times in the 1990s in my association on the board of Los Angeles Opera's African American Division of the Opera League and the Los Angeles Philharmonic. This is a CD which I have had since its release and am gifting for Christmas 2011 to the pastor, choir director, and specific elders of a church which my late father founded in the 1940s. Downs United Methodist Church in North Oakland, California. And he writes about his experience, his father and mother, how he met Marian Anderson. He was acquainted with Jester Hairston. Florence's singing is magnificent and affects you deeply. It is immediate. It is triumphant. This is standing ovation singing with extreme depth and meaning. Listen to the extraordinary, the luminous, and then he lists several of them, many of which we're going to hear. This is my first Desert Island CD. It will become one of yours as well. Brava Florence Guivar. I'd like to tell you a little bit about Larry Woodard. I had not really encountered his work before. He's a singer and pianist, and in his day, he was one of the owners of a restaurant called Maestro, which was at 65th and uh, Broadway at Lincoln Center. So he was uh, the host and played and sang and accompanied singers and also appeared venues as diverse as the best cabaret venues in New York to the White House. And he is currently, as far as I can determine, a resident at the Lillian Booth Actors Home in Englewood, New Jersey. I'll talk more about Florence Quivar anon, but let's continue with the next selection. On My Journey, arranged by Edward Boatner. Thank you. 
Now we're going to hear a selection of hers, not from this album, but from a 1992 recital that she gave in Pasadena, California, with Ara Guzalemian accompanying her. This is His Name So Sweet, arranged by Paul Johnson. about her performances is that you can hear that she grew up with this music, that she has incorporated it into her very being, and that it just flows out of her with such spontaneity and joy. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the joy. It's so extraordinary. With the gospel terrain and coming, I hear it just at hand. I hear the call is rumbling, and Children, there's room for plenty of 
was the gospel train arranged by Harry T. Burley. I get such a kick out of that. She brings almost a childlike wonder to her performance of that. Let's just say a few words now about Florence Guiva, shall we? She made her Met debut in 1977 as Marina in Boris Godunov and has gone on to sing a wide range of roles. So extraordinary. Suzuki and Butterfly, Fidesz in Meyerbeer's Le Prophet, Isabella in Rossini's Italiana in Algeri, Jocasta in Oedipus Rex, Serena in Porgy and Bess, which she sang at the Met premiere of that opera. Other Met roles included Mother Marie in Dialogues of the Carmelites and Ulrika in Ballo in Maschera, which she has said on numerous occasions paid for her house. She's also sung the mezzo-soprano solo in the Verdi Requiem. In fact, I heard her do that on the Met Tour with Renata Scotto as the soprano soloist. I remember that very well. She was extraordinary in that. Other roles which she did not sing at the Met but sang elsewhere are Gluck's Orfeo, Rangene in Tristan, Eboli in Don Carlo, which she sang in both Italian and French, Amneris in Aida, and Adalgisa in Norma, a recording of which exists with her opposite Grace Bunbury in the title role. Grace Bunbury was a great friend and artistic colleague to her, and in fact introduced her to her voice teacher, Madame Gurevich, with whom Florence Guivar studied for the last 13 years of Madame Gurevich's life. Another thing you hear on these recordings is just how extraordinary both her voice and technique were. She had very easy access to her high voice, but she had also a wealth of colors, and man, does she exploit them in these performances of spirituals. We're going to sample her singing some opera in a little bit, but for now, let's keep going with the spirituals because they just make me so happy. And God knows we need to have a little bit of comfort and happiness right now. So let's continue with that. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Right on King Jesus, arranged by Hall Johnson. <laughs> I've never heard it quite like this before. Thank you. 
simply running out of superlatives. (laughs) There's almost nothing left to say except just do continue listening to her. This next one is Witness, arranged by Hall Johnson. Your hand and the strength will come alive and let a man 
Before we take a short break, let's listen to Florence Quivar do this beautiful arrangement of the Lord's Prayer by Max Saunders. Spirituality is not a very easy thing for me to talk about, but I don't think you can listen to this music without thinking about it. I don't like to speak too much about this, as I said, but my upbringing was a difficult one, and it really centered around the church. When a gay child is brought up in a rigid and evangelical environment, it can create an awful lot of conflict, interior conflict. And it's a strange thing for me to listen to this music, not because we sang spirituals in our church, but because that kind of fervent devotion is something that feels very far away from me. Maybe to a lot of us, given the situation that's out there in the world, it might feel foreign as well. This is not to make light at all of what we've been listening to, but when I listen to people like Florence Quivar or Mahalia Jackson or Marian Anderson or Charles Holland, 
or Muriel Smith singing spirituals. I feel almost the same way that, <laughs> of all people, share that patron saint of all lonely gay boys everywhere. Boy, you got a prayer in Memphis. Describes in her wonderful song, uh, Walking in Memphis. Now Gabriel plays piano every Friday at the Hollywood And they brought me down to see him And they asked me if I would Do a little number And I sang with all my mates He said, tell me are you a Christian child? And I said, man I am tonight I want to be fair to the songwriter. Cher, of course, is not a songwriter. She merely did a cover version of this. The songwriter is named Mark Cohn, and he had a sizable hit with that song before Cher did a cover of it. Now, let's just return to Florence Cuiva for a few more spirituals, and then a wonderful operatic clip. What's next? Let me just look on my list. I made a playlist here. Yes, this one is called Round About the Mountain, and it's arranged by Roland Hayes, who we have encountered many times on this podcast already, both as singer and as arranger. So here's his arrangement of Round About the Mountain. Your lips and tongue 
I must mention that Florence Quivar has had as distinguished a career as a concert soloist and a recitalist as she has as an opera singer. She sung everything from Beethoven to Szymanowski to Roger Sessions, from Berlioz to Mahler to Rossini, really a very wide repertoire. She's also done contemporary work. She sang in the world premiere of... Tony Davis's opera Amistad at Chicago Lyric Opera in the late 90s. She also premiered a cycle by Dominic Argento called From the Diary of Sally Hemings. What an extraordinary document. I would love to hear a recording of this. I don't know what the live recording of Florence Cuivar singing this exists, but man, if it did, I would love to hear it. Imagine a pairing, an evening of contrasting Argento diary cycles, right? You have the Virginia Woolf on the one hand and the Sally Hemings on the other. What an extraordinary evening that would be. Just a thought, if anybody's thinking of putting a recital together.
That was I'm Gonna Tell God All of My Troubles, arranged by Hall Johnson. This next one is called I Am Seeking for a City. It's arranged by James Miller. What I find interesting about her interpretations of these is that she really takes her time. Even when she's doing a more up-tempo song, she gives it room to breathe and a dignity and a solemnity and a breadth and a profundity. It's really just riveting.
Anderson sing these songs, you often hear her really doing them a little bit more four square, but I do believe that Florence Cuiva finds the perfect synthesis. She puts in just the right amount of melisma, she bends certain notes just the right amount so that it's not overly reverential, but becomes all that more fervent an expression. I just can't get enough of this record. Oh, brother. Okay. Now we're going to turn to something a little bit different. You'll remember, perhaps, that last week we listened to Fedora Barbieri, and Teresa Gliscara doing the confrontation scene from Suara Angelica. Well, today I have a very special treat for you. It is a performance from 1989 of Florence Quivar singing the Zia Principessa opposite the Suara Angelica of Teresa Stratas. I did not see this first performance, but I saw two consecutive ones, and I believe that Strada sang a total of only three performances. So in this one, there's a certain amount of nerves on her part. She goes up on one of the lines. Nevertheless, it's really interesting to compare what we heard last week. Here, I think that Angelica is much stronger. She has the upper hand in very many ways. You hear the way that Stratus really asserts herself more. That's not to say that Florence Cuivar's Zia Principessa is a weakling, not at all but she's a little, perhaps, overwhelmed with her task, unhappy about it, and really, when she has to deliver the news that the baby has died. Well, you'll hear. You'll hear. <laughs> Brother, what a scene. Listen, I thought that the two performances of this opera that I saw were the greatest things that I'd ever seen on an operatic stage, and I never hope to see anything greater than what I experienced at the first of the two performances that I saw in particular.
I just have to tell you that when Stratos let off that blood-curdling scream that she grabbed her gut as if she were having a miscarriage or something, and then she tore off her wimple and threw it on the ground. I mean, it was like a crazed person. Oh man, I've never seen anything like it in all my life. And Florence Quivar was just cold as ice. But what a great singer. Both of them, in their very different ways, extraordinary. This was the last of my Mezzo Madness series for the time being. I do love my Mezzos, and we will come back and hear more in future. What better way to finish off this series than with the Margaret Bond's arrangement of He's Got the Whole World in His Hands, something that we really need to hear right now. My dear, dear friends, until next time, Keep the song in your hearts. I extend much love to you, and I thank you so much for your ongoing support. I'll see you next week. I'm Daniel Gundlach. Thank <laughs> you.